Hello and welcome to the Faculty Podcast, covering the latest breakthroughs, research, news and insight delivered by the world's leading academic and industry figures. In 1918, the region of Alsace returned to French rule. This happened at the end of the First World War, but it followed 47 years during which the region had been annexed into the German Empire. So during those 47 years, almost half a century, it had been subject to German laws. It had had the introduction of German administrative institutions. German citizens had arrived, had moved into the region where they set up businesses, got married, had families. Um, Railways had been built that connected it to the rest of the German Empire. And so it had been integrated into Germany. This was built upon deeper connections. So the Alsatian population had long spoken a German language in cultural terms. Many observers said that they had more in common with populations in Germany than they did with populations in France in terms of drinking more beer than wine, in terms of the food that they ate and the style of architecture. All of these um, different factors came together to tie the region to the German lands. Now, in spite of this, when Alsace was annexed by Germany, in France, the loss of Alsace became a major factor in French nationalism. So um, the lost provinces were treated as kind of a lost limb or lost family members, so lost daughters, the twin sisters, Alsace-Lorraine. And in French nationalism, the loss and the necessity of recovering the provinces became a major theme. So when war broke out in 1914, the recovery of Alsace and Lorraine became a major war aim for the French. And then at the end of the war, France recovered the lost provinces. But the problem then was that when the French troops entered and the French administrators arrived, that they weren't as French as they had been expected to be. So they spoke a German language. Culturally, they appeared to have more in common with German populations. And so this posed a series of questions for the French authorities. So how do you make a region French? How do you make a people French? And I suppose at the essence of these was, what does it mean to be French? Problems of reintegration touched on absolutely every area of life in Alsace. In terms of the region's laws, it had a patchwork of laws that were French from before 1871, when it had been annexed into Germany, from after 1871 that were German and had been introduced only into Alsace, from after 1871 that were German and had been introduced across the entire empire. In terms of administration, there were distinct regional administrative institutions. In terms of the economy, there were German businesses, German companies, products were being made for German markets. The population spoke a German language and in cultural terms, the Alsatians were very closely tied to the German populations. The issue for France was that at first they hoped that they would be able to go in and just remove German influence. And so I suppose that is one answer to the question of how you make a region French is to make it not German. Um, But this rapidly became quite difficult because it became difficult to determine what was German, what was French and what was Alsatian and the differences between them became blurred. 
So in terms of administrative institutions, the region had become used to having separate, distinct administrative bodies that took charge of the administration of the region. This posed a problem after 1918 because Alsace was returned to the French Republic, which had been founded on the principles of universality and centralism, and it didn't tolerate any regional administrative institutions. In terms of laws, um, there were two issues. So the first was that some Alsatian laws had no equivalent in French law. So then if they were removed, then it raised the question of what happens in those areas that were no longer covered. But also some laws were actually fairly popular amongst the local population. So this might be laws that governed towns, that gave the towns greater control over what they were able to do. Or it might be the laws over religion. And so in France, the church and state had been separated in 1905 and Alsace missed out on that which meant that when Alsace returned to France, there was no separation of church and state. And this was an area where the population demonstrated in favour of retaining the Concordat, which established the relationship between church and state. Elsewhere, um, there were issues in terms of society. So the French attempted to remove German citizens with um, citizenship policies and citizenship programmes. Again, this raised the question of how they decided who to remove. So they issued identity cards to the population on the basis of place of birth and place of birth of parents. But for some people, um, this raised further problems. I've read examples of um, individuals who had been born in Alsace to German parents who had grown up in orphanages, having been abandoned by their parents, but who were labelled as German citizens and told to leave after 1918 because of their parents. And they made the argument that France was the only home they'd ever known, but nonetheless, they were forced to leave the region. And so these problems of reintegration, I've given you a, a snippet there, but they touched on every area of life and they continued throughout the two decades after Alsace returned to France in 1918. So these problems were still ongoing in 1939 when war broke out again. So for the French, the problem was that the Alsatians were not quite as French as they expected. So in terms of language, around 90% of the Alsatian population spoke Alsatian dialect in 1919. An Alsatian dialect was a Germanic language. It wasn't exactly the same as German, but it was very close. And the press and legal proceedings and administrative correspondence was all conducted in German. Very, very few members of the Alsatian population actually spoke French. So for the French, this presented a problem because it raised questions over what they should do. Initially, they introduced the French language, but this presented further issues because in court trials, people when the those who had been accused were not able to follow the proceedings. In schools, there were children who felt that they were left to sink or swim. Teachers weren't able to teach because they didn't have the linguistic skills. Alsatians argued for bilingualism, and they argued that French should be introduced gradually, and that it was possible to speak German and feel French. The French didn't really agree with that. Um, so 
the following, the two decades that followed the return of Alsace to France saw a range of different programmes to attempt to introduce French to the population. And I think this demonstrates the connection between the French language and ideas of the French nationality. In terms of intermarriage, a number of German citizens had moved to the region prior to 1918 when Alsace was under German control. When they were there, many of them had married and had children or had families there. And the rates of intermarriage are fairly high, particularly in urban centres. So in Strasbourg, um, rates varied across the years of annexation, but in some cases they're around 15%, which is fairly high in terms of the number of marriages. These intermarriages continued after 1918. Again, it tended to be centred in either urban centres like Strasbourg or in towns and villages that were very close to the border. So there's research on the village of Hagenau, which has shown that around 15%, 20% in some moments in time of marriages were between Alsatians and Germans. Of the French, this was a problem because how can you tell what nationality a family is going to be if one spouse is French and Alsatian and one spouse is German. Then the final area where the French were particularly concerned about the Alsatian population was in terms of religion and Catholicism. Now Catholicism itself wasn't a problem per se. The issue in the eyes of the French was that it created an alternative point of loyalty. So it gave the Alsatian population a, an individual in the Pope or in the local priest and an institution in the Catholic Church to which they would devote their loyalty and it represented a rival in the views of many administrators to France as a point of loyalty. So it raised questions over how committed to France the Alsatian population were. And really, this was the issue across the different areas that I've mentioned. So in terms of language, the fear for France was that speaking German suggested that the Alsatian population had loyalty to Germany, that they felt a sense of national belonging to Germany. Marriage with German citizens raised the concern that this also created loyalty to Germany rather than to France. With Catholicism, the loyalty was to an international, a transnational body, rather than an alternative nation. But again, it wasn't France. And in terms of the concept of national indifference, this was something that scholars of Central and Eastern Europe have developed as a concept for trying to understand the limits of projects of state nationalisation. And it's something that I think we can fruitfully apply to Alsace to help us to understand some of the problems that the French state had in understanding what they found there. So why exactly it was an issue that language or intermarriage or religion was something that provoked fear in the French authorities when they arrived in the region. I think that the case of Alsace and its return to France and the clash that this provoked between the Alsatian population and the French authorities in terms of what reintegration meant, I think that what this 
tells us is first of all that we shouldn't assume that everyone was nationalized that everyone felt a sense of national belonging the Alsatian population demonstrated loyalty to regional structures to their to their region as well as to international institutions so not everyone was nationalized secondly i think it helps us to think about the fact that we shouldn't assume that national belonging was a fixed category and by that i mean that first of all it meant different things to different people for the french authorities national belonging with regards to france meant speaking french it meant putting loyalty to france above other points of loyalty and then it meant a range of different things to the Alsatian population. It could encompass speaking a different language, it could encompass marriage to a non-French citizen, it could encompass religious loyalties, but it didn't mean the same thing to every Alsatian. So it reminds us of some of the ways in which national belonging varied according to who we're talking about. And then equally it changed over time. Um, so whereas before the First World War, the French state might have had um, particular ideas about what national belonging should involve, they didn't necessarily repeat these with regards to Alsace. So for populations, regional populations before 1914, France placed a greater emphasis on secularity than they did with the Alsatians. Whereas with the Alsatians, the bulk of their emphasis went on language and on speaking French. So it helps us to think that national belonging wasn't something that was fixed. It changed over time. It meant different things to different people. And then I think finally, it helps us to think about how national belonging itself was formed. Um, first of all, that this is something that is in flux. It's a process. It's not a fixed category. It, and it's formed in part through interaction between the national centre and the regional periphery. So France came up with programmes to attempt to make the Alsatians French. These programmes were then resisted. In some cases, they were adopted and appropriated. In others, they were nuanced, they were challenged in a range of different ways in Alsace. And this interaction between centre and periphery helped um, to negotiate how a sense of Frenchness would take root within Alsace after 1918. But then there was also interaction with neighbouring states. So ideas about Alsace being French because it wasn't German meant that understandings of Frenchness were formed in part through opposition. So in different ways by not being German, the Alsatians could be French. But then it was also formed through connections with Germany and through, through flows of people or goods and through imitation of German projects and things that the German Empire had done in Alsace prior to 1918. So it helps us to think about national belongings being formed through negotiation, first of all, between centre and periphery, and second, between a nation state and its neighbours. So it gives us a real sense of the ways in which people have come to feel a sense of national belonging in the past. <laughs>